Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. <laughs> Hit some nice uh, <laughs> octaves there. That probably sounded so bad because we we're all like out of sync because of the connection. Uh, but that's the only reason. That will probably sound lovely to hear back. Someone was hitting a nice falsetto there. I appreciate that. Yeah, I think that was a uh, Hemi. Thanks. Been practicing. It all pays off. Oh, I like that background. <laughs> <laughs> Well, everyone, welcome <laughs> back to top. episode five. Um, it is episode, no, it's episode four, isn't it? Yeah, I don't think we've done five. Oh, yeah, we okay, already. it's episode four. Five, five is going to be drunk episode. Okay, well, welcome back to episode four. And we're going to be discussing whether or not music videos are relevant anymore or if they're dead. Um, whose idea was this? Was this yours, Hemi? Yeah, this was mine. This kind of... Well, we were being nostalgic about like when you used to come home from school and whack on the TV and watch, flip through all those channels like Kerrang, Scuzz and MTV. And then kind of after the the episode we did about uh, iconic legends and what they've done and cancelling them, I was like, thinking about Thriller and that kind of thing and how that's such an iconic music video. And I was like, I actually can't think of an iconic music video except for maybe three. Chop Suey. Yeah, for the last five years, I mean, like for the last five years, I oh, can't. All right, yeah, that's a good point. And, but, okay, I, I'll name you the three. Bowie Lazarus, that one that Thom York did with Netflix, but I've not actually Who? seen it. Thomas, <laughs> Thomas York, and, um, the one with him dancing. I don't know what it is, but I know that it was a music video. And whack, those are the three music videos I can remember from like the last five years. What about so, oh, what about Drake? Uh, Hotline Bling. That was oh, a true. Video. That a got me meme as well. Yeah, yeah I, th I think that's how you pretty much make a music video viral today. Is it becomes a meme. It's like a badge of honor. Mm. Yeah. So well, yeah, was, let's chat shit about music videos. We got some video. Um, I'm gonna have to beep that out later. So I'd appreciate it if you didn't swear oh, so sorry. much, please. Sorry, mom. It makes my life a lot harder. Okay. Um, yeah, I, th I think obviously the original purpose of music videos was to just promote the artist to an, through a new medium. And obviously music videos existed way before kind of like music television and MTV, things like that. But that's yeah. when they really blew up. And we've kind of seen not, not a drought of music videos. Uh, artists are still making them, but I guess we're going to be discussing why are they making them? Because they're not being used in that format anymore. To, like no one's watching MTV, no one's watching Kerrang, no one's watching whatever other channels were around at the time. Yeah. Well, like, I looked into it, and MTV stopped doing, stopped showing music. They videos. stopped showing music ages ago. Yeah. Yeah, like mid noughties I'm pretty sure. 
It's either Kerrang or Scots. One of them isn't even a channel anymore. Scots isn't a channel. It's a sad day. Yeah. 374 yeah. doesn't exist anymore. <laughs> Pour one out for Scots, my dudes. <laughs> yep. Mm. Yeah, well, that's the thing. Is Firstly, well, what do we all think music videos are for originally? Like, obviously promoting the artist and obviously um, giving them a new market and reputation, but like, what do we think they're for and why do we think they're used? Is it, is it to promote the artist or is it to kind of project their, the art in a different way? I think it's both, man. I think like it definitely is used. They're used for promotion, like in this it, it, back in the day, like just putting a face to a name almost. Yep. And like that kind of idea. Um, and then obviously like I also do think like probably a, a fairly large reason of it is also just for artistic expression. You know what I mean? Like there's a lot of really, really amazing videos that have been made that, that are music videos. You so I think like, as creatives, a lot of musicians are like, probably going to be keen to get involved in that because it's like a double whammy, isn't it? It's like something that they can have some fun with, get a bit creative with, make something that's genuinely interesting, but also get a decent bit of self-promotion because if your music video does well, hmm. then a lot of people will see it. A lot of people watch would, back in the day would watch and listen to songs actually because the video was really good. Like I'm sure you remember like somebody would be like, oh yeah, check out this music video. It's really yeah, awesome. Yeah. And that still what, happens. Like, oh, actually the band aren't bad either. That that still happens, so I'd say. But but do you think in any way it it can distract from the actual music instead of bolstering it? It it can be like, oh well, people are now buying into the video instead of the music, and now it's kind of like the whole the whole market is revolving around the video, and we're not really thinking about the music anymore. It's kind of like giving us a whole like I don't know. Did you ever see what's his name? Um, R. Kelly's trapped in the closet. Mm. Yeah, like obviously, obviously that's so made not off. for the music. It's made for that medium. It's made for something completely different. It's made for the video. But wasn't um, that a radio show first? Was it a radio show? I think it was a radio show, and then if that was a radio show. That would have been terrible. <laughs> it is like, terrible. But but <laughs> it would have been. How could you watch that? I mean, listen to that on a radio show. It's like 40 minutes long, surely, altogether, or even Imagine more. Imagination. Like oh my God, it's like a podcast or something, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but was that actually yeah, a radio like show? Easter Does anyone know that? Someone fact check. Oh, Jamie. Yeah. I've been um, looking up stats for something else, so I've completely missed what <laughs> yeah, I'm supposed to be fact-checking. We forgive you. <laughs> um, I'll feed you some okay. stats in a bit. And I got a good stat for later on as well. Just drop yeah. that gone. Tell us now. Worm in the ocean. Uh, oh, what was it? 2017. 1.3 billion streaming users of video streaming mm. generated $850 million worth of revenue through streaming of music videos. Hmm. Fucking wild number. Yeah, no. That is a is lot that for just people clicking on things, isn't it? Yes. <laughs> I presume it was just said in averted commas. Just yeah, it could be anything. Well, streaming. Well, that shows that it's still re like they're still used today for sure because YouTube's still a big market, it's a huge market, and you yeah. can you can set uh, you can market your music through just getting recommend like how much music have you seen before from just getting recommendations on youtube and being like oh who's this clicking well then... speaking of um 
YouTube, some stats I was looking at for Vivo. Um, they used to post a lot more videos than they have done recently. Um, in 2016, they had about 900. And then they go up about 200 every year. Mm. And then 2019 to 2020, there's well, been less than 20 new videos. Wasn't Vivo originally oh, used to, to bypass a law? Because remember that law came out in like 2010 where you couldn't put music videos on YouTube anymore because it was like, yeah, really? it was owned by the label and it wasn't the labels that were uploading them or something like that. Mm. And then Vivo found a way to bypass it and they were like, we'll upload it through, you upload it through us and we'll do all the dirty bits for you. And, um, and you give us a cut or something like that. I think that's how it worked. But then everyone was like, actually, screw this. Now we know how to use the internet. We'll just do it ourselves and get all the revenue. Oh, I see. Yes, in terms of sort of content providers, like you think that media channels come and go. Mm. You know, no one's going to be buying print newspapers in ten years, and people are still trying to make money out of them at the moment. But like mid noughties you wanted to make money out of a music video, or you wanted to make money in general, you could have a pretty sound business case where you'd have, yeah, literally, yeah, you'd have scuds and you'd have music videos all day, and people would watch them there, mm. and then. You know they could be able to get some sort of advertising for the back of it whereas you know by this point you know youtube comes along and surely you know youtube has got to be the you know 80 percent of the reason why the likes of scars don't exist anymore because you know, scars may have adapted to the point where like they're making their own content and they've got a youtube channel yeah but, that's what they should you know done. the record label can just go direct to people the record label don't need these channels where they can put their music on to, to, to promote it, they can just create a YouTube channel and get paid all the royalties and the advertisement. Well, you know, um, I, don't, I don't know if this speaks for Scuzz uh, or Kerrang, but originally on MTV, the way it worked is the artist or the label didn't get any money from getting their um, video aired. It was kind of like a deal that MTV would be like, give us a video, give us like, you know, let us play it for free and we'll promote it for you pretty much. So it was kind of like you scratch our but you scratch our back, we'll scratch your sort of thing. But it didn't make them any money. It, it did in terms yeah. of sales overall and marketing, but it didn't make them any revenue from the video mm -hmm. itself. And they would spend hundreds of thousands back then because videos were high product, high production. Sorry. Well, that's actually one of the things I noticed. So I was around, I was hanging out with some people the other day, and we were we just had YouTube on in the background, and just like listening to music. And as we were doing it, like for a few hours, and as we were doing it, obviously you kind of just like um, eye gazes over to the music videos. And I was watching them and just like, just kind of interested in like the way they were made and like thinking about them a lot, especially as we were doing this. Um, and I realized most of these videos, they were artists that weren't particularly big artists, didn't have, the, you know, the video wouldn't have, let's say any more than like, they, they'd all be like around a million or less. So not, uh, not in the grand scheme of things, not a crazy amount. Mm. And the budgets behind these videos were insane. Like they were like full studio, would have had to have a full studio, full crew, like all these lights, all of this stuff would have had to come in for these music videos. A lot of them are like, were like kind of artsy. So they were very well choreographed, which also would cost money. And like, what was the genre out of interest? That's the thing. Um, was it like for rap? No, not for rap, okay. but like, um, for more like indie kind of like oh, laid okay. back. yeah that is, weird. that is weird all like they were all very artistic all very artistic videos but they were really really well well made 
and they definitely had a decent sized budget behind them and i was surprised because i was thinking mm. yeah like music videos are still popular but i wouldn't really expect people to be spending decent budgets on these videos but some of them definitely were like getting would have the budget i would expect to be like you know getting like definitely a few hundred thousand at least which mm. i would have thought for a band that aren't that big seems way out of do you remember what the bands were or were they just in the um, background sort of thing it was just sort of in the background. I didn't take note. I don't really remember any of the artists. But I'll oh, see okay. if I can find out. Well, that is an enigma, I'd say, especially today. It's like, especially for a sp- yeah. small indie bands, what what you do see a lot. Because same with like producing music and making it. You can do it so cheap now, and it's it's cool to do it cheap. Like lo-fi is cool. It's mm. in people like it, just like the way people like that sort of VHS look when and mm. you know old saturation when in a music video. So that's something that people are producing easily now, and it's easy to put it out there, and people will also like it. It's like you record yourself walking down the street doing nothing, but it's through a tape recorder or whatever, and everyone's like, oh, yeah, that's cool. So, you know, it's easy to get away with doing a music video these days, I think, with a low budget. There doesn't seem to have been, like, an iconic music video. Maybe I'm just out of touch music videos well WAP was a good one yeah WAP was a good music video and will probably mm-hmm. be known for generations i suppose yeah. before WAP, you had um people like Nicki minaj as well yeah they were pretty yeah. iconic. just like uh agitprop for conservatives i guess uh, Nicki minaj, <laughs> a lot of Nicki minaj's videos man to be fair are actually really iconic if you think about it. like her anaconda videos huge yeah definitely i don't know that one that long ago was it that was longer than probably a couple, yeah. couple years, right? Yeah, it's not that long. I'll be more than a couple years, Anaconda. Like that oh, yeah. that was like 2014. Maybe. Yeah. Was 20, yeah. I remember when that came oh, out. I think it was 2014. Fucking old now. Um, and another one that comes to mind is like Lady Gaga Poker Face. But again, that's still yeah. like... But what about, what about like... Again, this is, this is one that's basically using the format of memes to promote the video. It's like Little Pump in Kanye West. Whatever that song was <laughs> called. I can't remember you know the one where like, the, she's a fucking hoe. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that one. But you know what I mean. That one. That one. Respect, was, ladies' audience. <laughs> that one oh, took okay. off because it Things. got memed. It was so stupid and outrageous that everyone just swallowed it up, and then it just was like, "Oh yeah, this is now a meme format. Put it everywhere." And that was used almost to promote the artist in in an alternative mm. way. So it's like they're not doing it through the traditional methods anymore, but they're finding new, like, you know. Um, Odd ways to use a music video to promote their music. Do you guys know anyone that pays pays for YouTube as their music streaming service? Because I know they've got um, their own version of Spotify now. But the way that works isn't like they haven't got you know like tracks laid out like Spotify with no videos. It's still always videos. So if you're paying, if you're like YouTube, you know, and you've grown up, that's what you want to use and pay for. Then whenever a song comes on on your phone, if you unlock your phone it will be the video. So that's kind of interesting to me that at the, no like with Spotify, that though, it's it? just audio. But actually, if you're paying for YouTube as your music streaming service, you're always seeing the video if you're not offline kind of thing, which is really kind of makes it way more tied in. Does anyone actually use that service? Like Spotify? Is it I know YouTube, one person. YouTube Plus or something like that? YouTube Red, isn't it? No, it's, called, it's just called YouTube Music now. They've got rid of everything. They've changed it so many fucking times, like Google. YouTube Red was a terrible idea. In the yeah, first it sounds place. like a porn thing. <laughs> well, what do we all personally think of 
music videos in well, this day and age? So, Do we well, like the idea so or not? I like um what I want to talk about, right, is like I make music videos. I've got a few in the pipelines and like they're always for like really, really small artists. Mm. Um if you're listening, sorry. Uh but um, <laughs> <laughs> really, really high high kind of Yeah, they're good artists, they're good artists, but they're not big artists, right? Why don't you give them a shout out? Why don't you give them a shout out? Yeah, like, come on, let's hear them. Come on, let's hear them. No, no, anyway. So um, <laughs> he doesn't want to shout you. I'm not gonna be dissing fucking my artists people I'm making videos for and on our podcast. No, you're not dissing them. Um, yeah, no. All right, I'll give them a free pack. Well, I'm just, so I'm going to be making a music video for my friend Aaron, who you guys know. He's Mr. Beauty. We've got one in the pipeline. And like, I think, so the way that these artists use the music videos is very different to what we're talking about because I think actually what they'll often do is use it to post small, short, lots and lots of short clips of the video on their Instagrams and stuff like that. And then you get to hear like, 10 seconds of the song or whatever and you get to see a clip of their music video and they pick like a bit that's really cool and like that's generally the way that whenever i've worked with artists and then they've gone on and like i've looked at how they've promoted the video that's always often the way they've done it they'll obviously post links to the whole thing and stuff but in general a lot most people won't watch the whole thing that video on youtube won't get loads of views but their instagram posts will get loads of views and then they can promote it like over and over again. So I don't necessarily think like it's obviously using the it in a very, very unconventional sense of like com compared to what we used to. But it's a really interesting way of using a music video to promote yourself and give yourself loads of content that looks different, feels different, um, that you can then post for a period of time that kind of like and again, it kind of is that that idea of like getting your face out there. It really helps to get your face out there if you're like in the middle of some really amazing shot in a music video. Yeah, that's true, because I think when we were talking about this the other week is when you're listening to music, you also want to like associate with the artists and feel like you know them personally. And I yeah, think... well, yeah, it's true. I don't know. I just thought it was interesting because it's like, obviously, when I'm working on the video, I kind of just focusing on the main thing. But then when I see their promotion, it's very different to the way that that I, you know, the way that I was thinking about it. And it's just like, obviously, they kind of because they're the one that's actually promoting it. I'm just making the video because I think it's fun or whatever that they're like really thinking with this like business mind because that's you, you kind of got to be like that as, as a small artist nowadays on social media that they're being like okay right yeah this clip okay right let's export that 10 second bit of the video and i'll post that on instagram and then a week later i'll export this bit of the video and stuff it's it's really cool yeah it's like, all about with like paid promo yeah, if you're you a lot of for an advert if someone looks at 10 seconds and clicks on your profile like if one in 10 people give you a follow go on your spotify then i guess that's like does exactly what you're looking for the music videos to do even if you had fun just doing it for the art of it mm. you're kind of like drawing in the crowd with those little snippets yeah it is smart it is smart yeah in terms of um the artistic contributions from a video i remember seeing an interview with frank zappa a while ago and he made a really good point because he obviously is frank zappa he hates music videos um and he was saying the problem is videos always get saturated um you you watch it a few times and then you don't want to see it again you see it a few times and then that's done and that's so much money that's been poured into that whereas the actual music you can listen to again and again and again and not get bored so he he was saying he doesn't see the merit in a video for a song and he was also saying how it distracts from 
the purpose of why you're watching that video is the music and he's saying it does nothing but distract from it which isn't something i'm saying i agree with or disagree with i'm just saying it's an interesting take there's there's some songs that i think of like um is it take on me or is it blue that the, the music video is like that i picture the music video over the song where it's like that mm -hmm. was like that white and blue like pencil drawn stop take motion on me, kind yeah. of take on me yeah, yeah. that that's that's like one of those things where i think that video added to the song in a weird way because it kind of it, it's like a vibe it's like a create another creative angle of hitting it like an album artwork would be it's just like something creative you can do because all, all this stuff now is about marketing right and then but on instagram if you see a cool band with like those little snippets then it, i always think they're more exciting and interesting if it's more creative if it's just like a band sitting in a white backdrop playing instruments with like you know kind of like really stereotypical old music videos that really doesn't interest me anymore like i kind of want to see something a bit different and and artistic now even for pop artists it's the same well what do you think of when like an artist has marketed their music solely on their music video pretty much like think of okay go we all know okay go pretty much because of okay, their videos because yeah. they're like they're not they're not really known for their music as much as they are for making great videos or like this isn't the same but mia she's known for just making really kind of controversial reactionary videos and then that gets a buzz or like marilyn manson it gets a buzz from the um public and then that's almost a promotion in itself because it's like oh this is crazy it's outrageous ban it cancel it and then everyone's like oh no i want to see it but that's not like that's not recent stuff is it no no it's not recent at all yeah but, but i'm just saying what do we think of that angle like I, I think that's a bit it's cool okay go videos are cool but it's you know you're not watching it for the music are you but but I guess if the artist knows that and wants that, then that's cool, right? Like I, I, like if you take OK Go as an example, like they know that people are watching that their music video not really for the music, but because the video is incredible and they're known for doing their videos. But I don't know if they like. I don't know if that's a bad thing. I think that's kind of cool. It's a strange thing. It's not necessarily a good or a bad thing. It's kind of like right, let's we've made a song. Now let's just put a really cool video that has nothing to do with the song to it. And like you could say maybe the treadmill one does, because that one's pretty cool, like and it's all in time to the music. Um I think um I just you saying that just suddenly made me think of um the travesty which is Thirty Seconds of Mars. Which one and their music videos. <laughs> I I'm afraid to say I don't know them by track name, but there's one where it's just like uh just like a one shot of a completely random thing and then the same with the next shot like a tiger and it just has nothing to do with the song oh yeah i remember that one uh, when there was the one where he was like fighting fighting someone it's like samurai or something I no that, that was just um, from cringe. yesterday that was from yesterday that video jamie's thinking of a different one i remember that and it was just <laughs> it's when they went like real art house and it's, it just stopped, yeah, and it would say like the music would stop, and it would say like love, and then it would have him like in a big <laughs> warehouse being hit by white paint. You were like, "Fuck it off!" <laughs> like, yeah, it's, it's something special. That is just, it, it's just, you know. I mean, obviously, you're always going to have artists that do it, make a bit of shit ones, but like, all right, one that just popped into my head is like, as a, this is America. But yeah, that, yeah, I was just thinking about that as well. Seen that video, right? Yeah. Like, I, I remember when I watched that video being like, this is one of the reasons I like want to do what I, what I do because like this is just so unbelievably well done and it's so cool. 
But that and video I made the song so me. much better because the song yeah, wasn't it, that and, good and, without. Yeah, the video. and again, yeah, the song is not that good. And it, when I listened to it first before I had the video, I was not a fan at all. But then when you watch the video, it's like mm. all just fits nicely. You know, it's obviously done with that like intent. You know, like the song was must have been written and formed in a way that was designed for the video. I think in some way, yeah. I would imagine. I, th I think it um, can. And work like so. that's awesome. That's so cool. So like, there's always going to be good ones and bad ones, isn't there? Yeah, I, I think, I think that does work for sure when you make the song better by making a good video for it. But I think it can also work the other way. I remember a few years ago when King Gizzard released Cy Boogie, if you remember that one, and I saw the video for it and I was like, oh, didn't like the song, didn't like the video, moved on. Listened to the song again just through my headphones when I was walking somewhere and I was like, oh, wait, this tune's actually great. But it was because the video was distracting me from it and I was just focusing on the video, which I didn't like, that it kind of ruined the song for me. Yeah, that's what I think about is I think there's a phase probably like noughties and nineties, where yeah, artists would make songs which they'd sort of bit deep where like the music video was supposed to be funny. You know, thinking things like Eminem, like Eminem had a run of like mm. hits singles which were like basically all geared around the video and all geared around the fact that there's people in, you know, silly outfits or, you know, there's just bizarre, quirky things coming, going on, which is really sort of compensating for the fact that, you know, the, the music was certainly sort of out of the stuff he'd been doing previously at that point, but probably not as well, you know, what a lot of his, his people who are sort of listening to his music might have wanted to hear, but you know, the fact that the videos were carrying those songs, and those same songs are probably still, like, just as popular as, as a lot of some other stuff he's, he's produced. But the video is just so central to everything I can remember about them because it was just so... It was almost like it was a video and a song which accompanied with it. So the image of the artist, isn't it? That's yeah. more in the, in the era when you could just, like proper promo yourself as being this persona where almost the video is more important than the music because of the way that people just like consumed music and music media can anyone shout out some videos that they watch that they actually really like uh, music videos ones that we haven't shown yeah a few famous ones live in japan <laughs> 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 yeah, uh, uh, Starless is a good one. Uh, we've got November Rain by Guns N' Roses. No, oh, hate any, it. What, I about, hate what it. about any Gorillaz video? Yeah, that's a good shout. You just made me think of November. Like, yeah, like all of their videos are so cool. And they're certainly not the reason Gorillaz are good, though. But yeah. they definitely do that adds work as like a bonus. Yeah, that is they true. sort of take the art a step further, for sure, yeah. with the Gorillaz. Yeah, I what guess... About Go ahead. Sorry, go on. Okay, I'll go ahead. Very polite. Uh, like Queen. Queen's got loads of iconic music videos. You know, I Want to Break Free got banned. Did it? So it got banned because by MTV because sure. he was dressed as a woman and they didn't like oh. it, so they cancelled oh. wow. it. Scumbags. Queen are credited, and it's not necessarily 100% true, but they're semi-credited <laughs> with having the first ever music video, which was... Are they? Yeah. Which wow. Bohemian Rhapsody. 
was like the oh, first ever like music. Yeah, that's that's amazing, amazing, it, it? it wasn't like the first ever ever, but it was like the one that like made music videos big. Right. That's a good one as well because that is everyone. That's iconic. That is iconic. That is, as iconic as yeah. the song. When you mm. think of that first shot with all four of them there, like illuminated, that's what you think of when you think of like Queen. Queen. Yeah, yeah that is what you think of when you think of Queen. I've got another one. And that makes even more sense now when you know that it was iconic, just not only in the sense of Queen, but in the actual sense of the medium of, of music videos. Mm. Go on, Jamie. Um, we've got Go With The Flow. Uh, I don't really. That's a bit outdated. That video, I think. Is that, that the one where he's like driving into the sunset? Yeah, and it's all kind of like cartoony, but with weird yeah. filters. It's it, it's very sort of noughties, and it looks a bit dated now. Um, mm. That's another thing as well. They can videos can really ruin the music by becoming dated, and they start to look old. And like there are some that have just not aged, especially ones that like think of Nirvana in Bloom, where they're actually like re- their video is reminiscent reminiscent of an, like uh the 1950s or something like that so that's kind of um nostalgic in a way but there are some that just age terribly like i'm trying to think of some now but there are a lot of r&b from the north just like throw away yeah r&b i think what, about, what was it black hole sun no was... i think that's great i think that's great yeah that was oh, a cool music video yeah i think that's a great and i still think of that video when i listen me to too it. Yeah. yeah. But yeah. all right. So, do any of you guys um, currently still watch music videos for any artists? Yes. Whatsoever? I watched one the other day and I loved it. Who was okay. It? Uh, Go on, name what, drop. In what context? It was it was uh, Smashing Pumpkins and it was Share uh, Brock and I thought that is a great video. If anyone's seen. And that. you set out to watch it. Yeah. Well, I was chilling in the lounge and I put it on YouTube because I was like, I want to listen to the song right now. And I hadn't seen the video. Put it on, and I was like, Oh, this video is great. See, I don't really watch music videos, but after having this conversation, I feel like I want to go watch some music videos. There are some amazing ones out there, man. Yeah. Go on. Go on. The only reason I ever really watch music videos is from a filmmaking perspective, to be honest, just because. As George was saying, a lot of it is small budget and they're having to use sort of clever small budget tricks to sort of push the art forward a bit. Um, and there's always, you know, unique things to find uh, that you wouldn't, if you were going through all these like high budget ones, which are like more geared to be sort of marketing tools, I guess. Um, but then you have like more creative videos like Gorillas, and I guess like I was thinking of Tool as well. Yeah, have quite a few a music videos, which are really sort of like artistic, have a lot of artistic prowess kind of thing they they definitely add to the music as well like a lot of the tool a lot of the time i'm listening to tool and i'm just thinking of the videos whatever mm. and there's even that one the one for the pop that's a fan-made video i don't know if you've seen it it's from really? like an anime yeah it's fan-made i don't think they made that video but i think they took the footage from an anime and they just put it to the pop from what i I could be See, wrong. See, I can't. That. Last time I checked, I couldn't find that on YouTube either. So there you go. That could it have something is. to do with but, the but Vivo that, thing. That, we that would... works so well together, doesn't it? Like, yeah, that definitely. Is, that is a tool video, and especially in that you it. couldn't access that song on Spotify at first. So a lot of people's go-to was YouTube. So yeah, yeah, of course. I think the mon- oh. modern day master to me, as someone who's like, when you're talking about small budgets, somebody sort of did manage to do that kind of thing. But keeping so unbelievably authentic and just like his videos that he's produced are just 
pretty iconic. I'd say Stormzy. Mm. You know, yeah. the couple that he's put out, you've got like, that's not me, which just, if you, there's that image of the sort of the start of it, which anybody would be able to place it in. And then the Vossibot video as well, which is just, you know, one take throughout the whole thing, yeah. which is just, you know, I'm, I'm not a videographer, but and generally don't, you know, often sort of receive videos and art forms as well as a lot of you guys do. But I remember watching them thinking, this is just so unbelievably everything that Stormzy wants it to be creatively, it matches the song so unbelievably well. And you could play, you, we, could, we could be looking at it in 50 years time and that will say so much as a video about what, you know, the, the, the scene that it was coming out from was. Yeah. And that's kind of it. It needs like someone driving it. I don't know who like was driving those music videos, something which came to mind was like spike jones and all the music videos he's, he's done. done a lot he's fucking done loads what once has he done a lot he's not he okay he was executive producer on i love it by kanye west and oh, Lil- was it? yeah but he's done, <laughs> he's done 100% by sonic youth uh time Fuck living beastie youth. boys buddy holly weezer feel the pain dinosaur jr oh, okay nice Beastie Boys. I wouldn't have get if you said Spike Jones has done music videos. Now go and guess which ones. I wouldn't have guessed any of those. They're like the sky's the limit, Biggie. I haven't seen that video. He he's done well over three big scrolls on the mouse wheel worth of music videos. Yeah, he's one of the most prolific music video directors. Certainly, he's one of the most ones that we you know regular people know. Yeah. That's, that's it like it's kind of if you're if you're like watching them as it being an art form then it needs someone good behind it but then i mean i'm gonna sound like a bit of a knob here but anyone could film themselves playing an instrument and put it on and call it a music video it's true though it's true it's um I th- I especially think I now with all the access to like like you could buy cameras yeah, you well, and like uploading it to YouTube and stuff like you've got the platform to do it. Yeah, yeah, that's true. So you you could like be your own little YouTube movie star. Do you guys know who directed the music video "Bad" for Michael Jackson? No, Martin Scorsese. I was oh actually God. I was actually going to say that. <laughs> When wow. Spike Jones came up, I was actually going to mention them. Scorsese. I know so he's done a lot a of music segue. videos, but I didn't know any of the ones he's done. I think he's done another Michael Jackson song as well. But That's yeah. just got to be a money thing where they're just throwing loads of money at someone like really talented. Well, maybe like, they sort of appreciate the side of video that is art that he can provide. Yeah, yeah. I think sure. it was definitely more important those days. It's still prevalent today, but... I mean, just yeah. Were, I mean, if you've got all that money behind you, right? Like Michael Jackson, well, then why not? You know, like he's an artist. He's going to want to make interesting, cool videos. You're mm. going to want the best people involved to do that, right? Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. Muse, Knights of Sidonia. That's a good one. That is a good one. That's Definitely another one where one. you listen to the song. And I, like every time I listen to that song, I think of the video, if I ever listen to it. I normally never listen to the song without the video in that case. Yeah. That's fair. a very specific example, but. 
other than this is america is there any other videos that have come out like in recent years from bands that you guys really like that you remember because i can't think of any videos from bands i listened to the past five years that i've been like oh yeah i remember the video for that track do you know what what's that childish gambino has got re- another really good one is it is it feels like summer oh. Feels like summer. Have you seen the video for that? It's like an animated it's a cartoon one. one. Yeah, yeah, it's really cool. I'm not really a fan of the song, but I've actually watched that video quite a few times because it's just. And really is fun. it sober? Where he he has the diner, and every character in the diner is him, like just dressed up as a different. So it's like he's also like the diner lady. Yeah. He's also like all the background. That was quite cool. Maybe it's just only Charles Gambino. <laughs> <laughs> I would say King Giz have a few that I've seen. They've got some great Not ones, necessarily yeah. hyped over, but there's a few decent ones. There's some um, really but good ones, I think. Apart Hot from wax. them, I don't really know a lot recently. A um, we've got less than a minute left, so should we just say based or cringe? <laughs> <laughs> sure. Yes, Alright, I'm Rowl. saying based. I'm Wait, saying based. What? I don't understand. I'm going to say based as well. It's a base yeah, for I me, w- Jesse. I want to watch some music videos. Base me like a turkey, baby. <laughs> Tim, people can't see you putting your thumbs up. <laughs> as much as we appreciate it. I see me putting a thumbs up as a Zoom reaction. I don't know. We'll have to find out. I'm going to go with based. Other streaming platforms are available. That is six based. That's an all-time record. All right, right. Join us after the break for album of the week. We're on a break. We're on a break. We're on a break. It's the album of the week. Album of the week. Album of the week with the last podcast. Hi, everybody. Yeah, so album of the week is uh, for the first time by Black Country New Road. Um, I chose this a because it's come out quite recently. You know, just a couple of weeks ago, and I really want to see what you all think about it. But also because you know, I think as an album this year you know probably one of the ones i've been looking forward to you know most out of anything that i've seen come out it's a band that i've been following for you know a couple of years and you know a debut album is important thing for any you know for any band it will always be the most important album they ever release because it's the one that will, will be make or break and it'll be the one that will probably be most remembered by regardless of the career which they go on to have i think for me it's it's a band which they're from locals around here, you know, sort of being South London. They made most of their, you know, a lot of the gigs they played as they're coming up with the Windmill of Brixton, which is about a 10 minute walk away from me. And I just, right now, in the March 2021, can't help but think about if in, an, in another world where live music was still a thing, how unbelievably well a band like this we've done out of the last year. And, out, and how many gigs they would have played and how many audiences they haven't been able to play to in the last year and just how unbelievably sad that is. It makes you think about you know, a lot of the artists which are out there who probably haven't been as lucky as they are to have got as much exposure. You know, the bands who in the last year 
should have really, you know, got more exposure by just, you know, going out and playing to people and winning people over by just, you know, playing to them as playing to them as they go. And, you know, for me, it just makes me think about being in a sweaty, grimy toilet venue with some good pals listening to some band that I'd never heard of. That, you know, you might remember them, you might not do, um, but you'd have a fucking good time. And, you know, the ones, you know, the, the few that you do remember, you'll always remember the first time you see them. And it just makes me crave and think about live music so much. Have you seen them? There's the actual out. Yep. Okay, cool. What's that? I, I said, have you seen them? Did you not say yes? I thought you said That's yes. the thing. I've never seen them. I know oh, a couple okay. of you guys have. I think I'd like to see them at a festival. And mm. I had to think about, by God, I would have probably seen them in several times in the course of the last year in another world. And I'm truly gutted that I've been able to, but you know, we'll make we'll make up lost time as in world too. But it's just a band that I know if gigs were still a thing, you know, so many people would have been exposed to it and live music would be such an important thing what they do. Um, the actual album, I think, is brilliant. You know, I think just what they're about, just in terms of the slight sort of mismatch of sounds that you don't really know what's coming next, that there's different tones happening at different points. You know, it's bringing in different bits and bits of sax, or whether it's going from like really heavy to really quiet, and you know, whether it could be sort of symphonic at some points or we're like really, really disjointed at certain points. I think it's just so creative and you know it's following in a line of quite a few bands within the similar scene are doing quite similar things but it's just very very unique and it's something which you know i bloody hope they have a really 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 strong career goes on from here um because they put out a great album and they deserve to be really successful the next couple of years when everything opens up and play on big stages at big festivals um but it's sort of I just need to take this music to punters now. Nice. Good review. Very passionate. Yeah, I, uh, I also loved it. I thought it was really good. Um, I was going to ask you, Tim, is it... Um, I was looking on Spotify. Is it their first album or something? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And they've just I had a like few EPs out. or something like that. They're, they're really young. Uh, yeah, I definitely got um, sort of Sons of Kemet vibes, you know, Sons of Kemet. Um, yeah. But yeah, it was really nice sort of jazzy and ambient at times a bit heavier at times it had a nice bit of variety to it um i did play on shuffle by accident but i don't think it it's sort of detrimented my experience yeah so <laughs> i mean i don't know i think it was still a good experience though i enjoyed it cool. yeah it's very short isn't it it's like 30 minutes or something like that it's yeah, almost like it's an yeah. <laughs> but yeah i think i my view on them has been the same since I first heard them just before Green Man, which is I really like the music and I think I do I do like it the whole package, but I just can't ever do spoken word for very long. And that's why I think 30 minutes was good, but like it always takes something away from me when it's spoken word. Like don't like Kate Tempest, don't like Sleaford mods. I don't know what it is. I just I, I like when I was listening to that album and I was listening <laughs> I was listening to the instrumentals and I was like, oh, this would be so much better if they had a singer. And I, that is a hot take. And I know that's going to be like, that's almost like offensive in many cultures. But um... <laughs> is that next week? 
topic. <laughs> His spoken word cringe. <laughs> that is definitely I'm one. Down, I'm down. Definitely <laughs> one. Get ready because I'm going to propose that as a hot take next week. <laughs> write up your bloody counter arguments for that one. Yeah, I'm the same. Yeah, as you, Jesse. Though I, I, I really, I really liked all the musical. I loved all the instrumentation. I really loved all the guitar riffs and the drums. And I, I thought the production was awesome. And I got really into it. And I was really, I, I was waiting for like some vocal melody to kick in. And I think again, that's just like a personal taste thing. It's like a spoken word just doesn't. I can't listen to it for too long without finding it. I, I don't want to say pretentious because that's like I don't think poetry is pretentious. And to me this is just like poetry to with with music and i don't think that's pretentious in itself if for me listening to it as i i can't get over that and i want i want to hear melody in the vocals and there's parts where where he starts singing and like there was a like this thing it was the penultimate track and i, and I was it was so awesome and i was like oh man i just want i want to hear this album with with melodic vocals over it if that makes sense but i loved the I did like the lyrics as well. It's just, and he did a cool shout out to a Phoebe Bridges song, which I always appreciate. I'm a big Phoebe fan. So I thought it was, I wasn't expecting to like it. And I came away kind of, kind of like, I'd say I'd, over, out of 10 for me, it would be like a seven and it would definitely be higher if, if there was more melodic vocals. I would, I would say that's similar for me. But out of interest, Tom, while you're on that point, for me, the reason why I don't like spoken word, I think, is because when I listen to a band, I'm often thinking about watching them live, like I'm imagining them play live. And I think when I'm listening to spoken word, um, I just imagine like this band playing live, going crazy, and then some bloody white kid at the front on his microphone with his hands by his side, just reading out from his poetry book. Does that resonate with you or is that not your reasoning? Yeah, I need to fact check myself, but I'm pretty sure the vocalist is the drummer. Okay, well... I thought he was Still. the guitarist from what I've read, but maybe... We, we've we seen them live, Jesse. We should probably know this. I can't remember. We were, we were like right in the corner, weren't we? It was yeah. like packed that stage. It might be Squid where the drums, the vocalist. I'm not sure. But... Yeah, I think I think yeah, this it's... band, it, it's he the lead singer does uh, his guitar and just vocals. But but do you do you get that sentiment or not at all? Just out of interest. What the with the live performance side of it, like in terms like, of it, just like I think kind of, of being it, cringe like, from that you, perspective. No, like, do you imagine when you're listening to music like that? Do you imagine watching them live? I think, like, yeah, I, I do. But for, for my, that's not the reason why I wouldn't like spoken word because I could see that working quite well live. I think for me, it's just a case of like I want to sing along in my head with it, and it's harder to do that if there's no melody. It's like hard for me to find that grounding. But I think live, I could still seeing it like really kicking off because of the drums and the, the guitar bits. There's some really cool breakdowns where I can imagine live would be awesome to see. I'd probably rather see this band live than listen to the the album, if that makes sense, yeah. which is kind of weird. Yeah, I forgot to rate it as well, by the way. I'm going to also give it a seven. I'll probably Let's do go. it uh, eight. I'll check that in quick. Sorry, George. Nice, no worries. Um, so I was quite I, I saw them live and i remember thinking they were really good we just like stumbled into them at a festival it wasn't like a, we'd end go to the gig or anything but i thought they were really good really cool band really enjoyed it um so that but i haven't listened to them since and then i was kind of like when you suggested it i was like oh cool yeah it's a good actually good excuse to check this band out and like actually listen to them because i did think they were pretty cool and i just didn't like it at all to be honest like i'm really surprised 
because I thought they were so cool live, but I tried it. I listened to it once and I just, I, I, I can't even really put a pin on why I didn't like it. I just wasn't into it. Like when I was listening to it, I was kind of like, I'd rather be listening to something else, but I finished the album and then I was like, okay, cool. That was like four or five days ago. So then I was like, today, I was like, okay, right, I'll give it another go. Because you often need a few goes for albums, especially an album like that, that is so varied and it's got so much going on. And often, like, multiple lessons will help. But I just still didn't do it for me. I don't know what it was. I think it was just, like, the fact that it doesn't have a consistent tone or a consistent mood. The fact that it does kind of, like, what you were talking about, how it, like, it play, plays into all of these elements and it has, like, really intense bits and really relaxed bits. And as a reason like there were definitely points in the album where i was like oh this is really cool i kind of like this song but then two minutes long two minutes later the song would do something completely different and i'd be like oh actually i kind of just kind of just like what you were doing before yeah um so i thought it was a cool album i'm sure like if i had some kind of actual songwriting and musical knowledge probably get more out of it because it seems very intricate and very like well written from what i can tell but in terms of me actually listening to it no i don't think i'm gonna listen to it again but i would definitely see them live again was um was it too heavy for you? Because I know you don't really like heavy stuff. Well, no, it was the fact that it was like heavy and soft at the same time. So then it was like it was, and it kind of just was like going in between. And then I was kind of like, oh, uh, yeah, like if it was heavy all the time, that's cool. Because then I'll go and I'll do some kind of exercise while I'm listening to it and I can fit that tone. Or if it's chill all the time, then I'll chill and listen to it. But when it was giving me both and changing so quickly between, I was kind of like, I just don't know where I'm at with this album. Fair enough. I think that's why I really like it. I think it is like super intriguingly chaotic. <laughs> Just there's so much shit going on with it that it's like I literally I described it as a headache and not in a bad way. It's <laughs> just like absolutely fucking mental. Like you say, one minute a song is like very mellow very slow some spoken word and then boom, it's in your face and you're like oh my god and i i honestly think that i can't think of anything recently that is this chaotic or interesting saint anger best album ever <clears throat> and i also so the two songs which i've heard as singles athens france and sunglasses got better on the album recording yeah yeah the, the album recording i think of athens france the guitar tone sounded like very nirvanary which i thought was kind of weird and cool and sunglasses i just love the lyrics of sunglasses it's just fucking hilarious sunglasses was definitely my favorite too i am invincible in these sunglasses there's so many roadmen on my street or something what an excellent lyric there, there were some really good lyrics the, in the album that that yeah. just cracks me up every time my luminous green wraparounds i can honestly picture myself walking down the street going oh yeah look at me in my sunglasses there are some then, lyrics that i winced at though like with the start the start of science fair was like that proper mi- actually made me feel a bit cringe. The lyric was something about seeing a girl at a science fair at Cambridge, but because it was spoken word, it was like, I could imagine some guy <laughs> like a private school on stage being like, I saw her at the science fair at Cambridge. You're just like, oh, <laughs> the 
it's like really hard to like relate to that or get into it without feeling like a cunt. And then, uh, and then my final singled out track is Opus, the last track that actually sounds like some sort of like Turkish wedding song. I don't know if you were getting those vibes, but I was there in the med, like. Is that, that Star my- Wars? <laughs> <laughs> but that was, I love that track. But yeah, oh, let's get, let's get some ratings from you then, because we have from you, George. Oh, sorry, George, I interrupted your rating. You That's all right. I think I would give it a f- four. Oh, oh, oh Martin, Aura, it's the lowest so far. Doesn't yeah. <laughs> hold back. Uh, go on, Hemi. Like, we like honesty. I, I'd probably say, I'd say an eight, but I need to be in the mood. Move me up and I'm in. Go on, Tim. I'm going to go with a nine. <laughs> <laughs> um, that's nine. right. That's pretty good. Yeah. Uh, the violinist also the. The lady from Jockstrap, who's also excellent. I don't know if you listen to. Oh, that. they're a really cool band. Mm, yeah, pretty cool. All right, don't sound too excited about. It. <laughs> <laughs> Should we listen to them next? <laughs> <laughs> right. Um, who, who's on next week, Jamie? Uh, yeah, it's me. Next week, hopefully. Oh God, it's definitely going to be discipline, isn't it? <laughs> Here we go. No, oh, so. I've gone for, it's called um, Notes on a Conditional Form. It's by uh, the 1975. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) No, I'm not that cruel. What I've actually gone for, it's an album called Expansions. It's by someone called Lonnie Liston-Smith and the Cosmic Echoes. And uh, it's a great album. It's from the 70s. It's, uh, It's like a soul jazz fusion. Um, and uh, hope you'll enjoy it. So uh, it's thirty-nine minutes, so nothing too intense. Wait, I don't know what I'm. Sorry, right, I'll share it with okay, I'm cool. intrigued. Well, has anybody heard of them? Has anybody? I've never heard of it. No. I I I just googled it quickly, and I feel like I've listened to it. Oh yeah, it's unbelievable. Yeah, I'm wearing everyone. I'm wearing a tank top. And so. he's wearing a tank top. <laughs> <laughs> Alpha male over here. Oh, I can flex a lot. <laughs> it's got the chain as well. Love it. Double chain. <laughs> All right. Well, we'll leave it there because we've let this one drag on a bit. We've kind of not stuck to our 14 minute mark. Um, Fuck the listener. They never get to the end anyway. Yeah. <laughs> well, That's a treat for the listener if they make no, it. You'll, you'll be surprised. <laughs> yeah, you're a schmuck. <laughs> you'll be surprised. If you look at the metrics, I think you'll find. <laughs> Uh, if you look at the metrics, I think you'll find that actually quite a few people do make it to the end. There is a significant drop-off from the start to the end. That. <laughs> it's probably us awesome going, yeah, it works. and then yeah. <laughs> Our entire listener base. There is a significant drop-off. But yeah, we'll leave it there because this has yeah. gone on too long anyway. We do love you all. Thanks for listening. Heineken, if you're listening, we will take the sponsorship deal. Please. I'm Dennis Whiteman. Use darker emojis, please. Hemi's in a tank top. Oh, yes. Hi. <laughs>